who, in your honest opinion, do you really think will win? Marab or Peter Yan? My honest opinion of this fight. It's a tough fight. Let's be honest. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Straight from New York. Yo, yo, this handsome you are now. Tune in to Aljo the Funk Master. Watch your grill, yoga, not that cold fast and talk now we talking facts, where the man are off the back, you in trouble, came to burst your bubble, I don't shelter punches, they find home on your mind about a double, it's the weekly scraps, you don't need a map, GPS, I'm right here to lead a dash, the world doesn't know it needs, but I grow disease, planet, fuck a name and the fame, only legacy remains, remember the name, how Jermaine Sterling, it ain't it ain't Yo. Jake is about to become that guy. I'm, I, well, I'm already that guy. Kinda. He's, I'm one of the guys. Don't even cap, bro. <laughs> okay, he's one of the guys. Come on. <laughs> I don't do bad for myself, okay? He's about to become that guy. I was 246 when I got here. Yeah, wait, yeah. I about to say, we gotta explain what we're even talking about. Yeah, and now I'm 232 as of this morning. It's dedication, guys. And... Try living with these guys and being fat, okay? It doesn't work well. They roast the shit out of you. You're pathetic to them. Like, Marab calls me lazy boy in front of the whole friend group. <laughs> so I have to get skinny just for to earn my respect around here, okay? Listen, I can neither that's confirm motivation. nor deny these allegations. But he's... You're, you're pretty cool, bro. He's doing good. He's doing you don't, good. You don't, you don't fat shame me. <laughs> I don't fat shame anybody. <clears throat> uh, all right. What do we got? A Q&A today? Yes. Yeah, so we got a Q&A. Welcome back, everybody. Weekly Scraps. This was going to be the Q&A heavy division. Division. Um, what would you even call it? Segment? It's just a Q&A. Q&A segment. Fan love for everyone following the Weekly Scraps handle on Instagram. Shout out Boost Mobile. Of course, I got my Boost Mobile shirt on and Boost Mobile family. Make sure you check those guys out. Link in the bio. I don't have a promotion code or it, whatever, but just cool support for people that support us, and that's the most important thing, you know? So, um, we were just talking about Ice Spice. I was going to say, first question. And Shorty, what Drake say? She a she's 10, ten, but it's good on mute. She's she's a 10 trying to rap, but it's good, good on mute. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying she a 10, because I'm not complimenting her, because I got a Shorty and my Shorty bad. And... <laughs> Yo. I'm not saying it's good on mute, but she made munch, and that's it. That's all. She, that's all she's got for me. I'm not saying she can't get better though, you know. But I'm listening to the other stuff. It just sounds like she's trying to ride the same wave of like the same flow and bop, and it's kind of like the baby did that. Mm. Um, Soldier Boy tried to do flow. that. It's like yeah. you, you can't. It just doesn't. Like even like T Grizzly kind of does that all the time. But for him, for some reason, I just, I just. I just love it. It actually works. I F with it. I'm not going to try not to curse because we keep getting limited on these ad joints and they coming for us. So I'm like, damn, I'm going to clean up my me. language. My language is trash. I'm not going to lie. So this is completely irrelevant from yeah. the, the Q&A, but we, just put it out there. We're going to get to the Q&A right now because um, we in her mood. We in a mood right like, now. Damn, she in her mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. This is, this is what I think the first question should be as uh, we got our boy Marab. Fighting in like two and a half weeks now. Dumb machine. What the Christ? Um, where where is it? Okay, 
Who, in your honest opinion, do you really think will win? Mirab or Peter Yan? Thanks, Aljo, and bring us the best in May. Hashtag and still. Who's the uh, commenter? Underscore, underscore Kate Vedas, so it's a girl. Okay. All right, so. Oh, no, it's, it's a guy. It's a guy. <laughs> Oops. It's 2023. Just guys are named Kate now too, bro. Yo, chill. You better you better relax before you get canceled. <laughs> I was ready to hit Kate up, but <laughs> yeah, it turns out Kate is actually Balkan. All right. Anyway, so my honest opinion of this fight—it's a tough fight. Like, let's be honest. Even Rob himself would disclose that he's putting his all into this because there's a lot more riding on this fight than just a fight. He just really doesn't want to lose to him. And with that mindset, we never want to lose. But with that mindset, it's like he's even like jokingly making – like he's kind of making fun, but he's like jokingly saying, I don't care if I lose to Ricky Stamen. Um, Rick, Ricky Stamen, just botch everyone's yeah, name. Ricky Simone, Cody Stamen, Jose Aldo. He's like, you know, fight to fight. We lose. We try our best. And, you know, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you win. Um but this mother, he's like, this guy, I I can't lose to this guy. I can't lose to this guy. And for me. This Russian mother. Yeah, he's like, I just, I will do everything possible to win this fight. I don't care what it is. Five rounds, if he's got to do, you know, people are going to say, oh, it's yeah. boring. He's going to take the path of least resistance to win. And if Piotr Jan doesn't know that already, then he needs to fire his entire training camp team. This is the thing. People are like, oh, Marab needs to go out there and have like a barn burner fight because the, the Jose Aldo fight was quote-unquote boring. And I'm like, yo, It wasn't Marab, even that bad when I one, watched it over. Right. One, it wasn't that bad. Two. Wait, wait. Did you watch the fight with the night kid versus the the Polish guy? Yeah, when, don't talk to me about Marab when that guy, when there's fights like that that exist. You're talking about boring? The guy kicked his leg and almost refused to throw punches, and yeah. the other guy just proceeded to get his leg kicked. And he was massive. Like, he should be shocking people. That guy should be putting can, people in a cemetery. I don't know how you can be that jacked naturally and hopefully and make it to the UFC without, like, slimming up a little, you know? Because I would think you just do so much cardio. Yeah. How are that, you holding all that muscle? That was a very disappointing fight. And just going back to the Marab thing, like, people were comparing those two fights. You know what it is? I think they were just more mad that Mar- that. Aldo couldn't do what they thought he was going to do to Marab because they were so set that, oh, his knees, what he did to Chad Mendez. He had a close fight with Volkanovski. Volkanovski did the same thing. I would argue that Volkanovski fight with Aldo was probably more boring, in my personal opinion. Go back and watch the fight and compare the two performances. Jose Aldo is just that guy. you got to fight smart against the dude. You're not going to go in there and have a striking exchange. Maybe if you're Piotr Jan. Um, and you have the cardio advantage, you go that route because mm-hmm. um, that's your fight style. Right. But for a guy who's a grappler, why am I going to go and try to exchange with a guy who's super slick with counters? And again, the, going back to that question, I think Marab beats Jan. It's going to be a very competitive first round. Yeah. We all know this. Yeah. If Marab can avoid the big shots early going in the first round, put some damage on where he can and get the establishment of the takedowns in, he doesn't have to get a takedown. But if he makes some respect to takedowns early on, I guarantee you, you will see Piotr Jan weather and break. And I think over five rounds, uh, 
you can see Marab because his style of grappling is different. I take you down, I keep you there. Yeah. Marab's going to break you from exhaustion of just getting up and down, up and right. down. And that, I think, is going to be a recipe for Marab to get a finish in this fight. Yeah. And the other thing with Marab, too, is, like, Marab doesn't care about, like, you know, clout or anything. Like, he he just, like, he likes to wake up every day at 11 and go train twice a day and, like, literally in and out of training camp. But the one thing he cares about is uh, getting the love from the Georgian people. Yeah. And, like, beating Peter Jan, I don't think there's a win that he could get except for winning the title that would yield him more, like, love from his people and i think that's like what's motivating him in this fight that's what's like making him train hard this dude was at the gym yesterday just wailing on the bag like they would do like 30 seconds kind of slow and yeah. then 30 seconds like as hard as you possibly can go and it was like 10 rounds of that and i was like there's nobody that can just keep up with this guy where was this at syndicate was it like a class yeah which class is that striking class what time it was at 11 30 yesterday Oh, in the morning. Yeah. Oh, the pro class. Yeah. Cool, man. It's good to hear. It's like um, he looks good, but he's like, kind of like, he's got like the eye of the tiger right now. Just because I know, like, he beats the Russian guy, he goes back to Georgia, and he's like literally Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's Michael literally Jordan. what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for him, man. It's a great opportunity, and for him to beat the the boogeyman still that people are still crying and saying he's somehow the champion still and i'm just like i don't get it guys close fights are not robberies they're just close fights yeah robberies are when you're clearly winning and you lose that is a robbery but it's a robbery if your favorite fighter loses to the guy who he shouldn't have lost to yeah it's just like come on make it make sense or the guy you were rooting for almost won but he didn't really win if you go back and look at it. Yeah, like Marab, Rob's in shape, man. I'm excited for him, and I, I think he gets it done against Piotr Jan. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. He's got to be super dialed in because at any given moment, Jan can land one of those strikes that he caught Jimmy Rivera with, that he caught Uriah Faber with. Um, he even cracked me. He put me down um, real quick, and I got you know I popped right back up. Um, he even cracked uh, Sean O'Malley. So he's dangerous. He's always going to be dangerous throughout the entire fight. Jose Aldo put him away. So. You got to be on your P's and Q's. Yeah. And I, I, I think Marab is going to be more than ready in the sense of the conditioning. And especially with the technical side, his style is just very hard to prepare for. And that's why you don't see a lot of guys that call out Marab Davalashvili because of that particular reason. He is not a fun matchup for anybody in this division. 100%. Let's move on. Um, do you think John Jones will become champion and if so, how long do you think he'll hold the belt? So, I'm going to keep it a buck. You know, John Jones is John Jones. I know he's putting on the size and everything. But there's so many unknowns. What is it, three years he's been out of the game, um, going up a weight class, going against a guy uh, who moves just as nimble, who looks like he's like Israel Adesanya in terms of his feints and his footwork, light on his toes. Uh, really good striker, comes from a kickboxing background. Yeah. Obviously, we know that wrestling is a huge deficiency. Uh, we've seen that with the Francis and Ghana fight, but that's also not thinking that Francis is going to come in there and wrestle. With that but being said... He also said he wasn't really training. I don't know if that's true. I feel like he's capping, man. Think? I think it's cap, 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 cap. I, Go he to the gym, yeah. man. It's cap, cap, cap. <laughs> 
But you like you think he's working on his wrestling? I, I in the off season I'm gonna say no, but I'm gonna say I think he's definitely training in the off season. It doesn't have to be a full on training camp and as intense, but I think the guy is definitely training. You're a world champion. If you think you're not gonna train, if this is what he's really doing and there's no cap there, bro, that's that's not looking good. Uh, yeah, if, if that's true, I feel like it's a death sentence. Yeah. And to think you're going to get ready for John Jones on such short notice and close that gap, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to wrestle you and tire you out. Yeah, he's not going to go for the wrestling right out of the gate because that's a lot of weight. And with the guy putting his weight on him, that's going to be different. But if John gets a clean takedown and he makes him carry his weight, good luck getting up against John Jones. Yeah. But again, he's got to close the distance against a, a real elite striker. And I think Cyril Gunn is going to be... If I'm Cyril Gunn, I'm poking my strikes. Those snap kicks that he does with the teeth, the lead leg, bouncing. I'm using a lead jab, maybe a, a cross darting in and getting out. I'm not doing anything too much where I'm giving John an opportunity to tie me up, slip, and get underneath my punches and lock his hands around my waist or to get to a single leg or to get to a body lock and then drop to a single and then come up or look for an inside leg trip. All he needs to do is trip. He needs you to fall on a banana pill, and I think that's John's fight. Crucifix position, side mount, the fight's over. I personally feel that way. So if it gets to the ground once, you think it's just... I think it's, it's, I think it's um, curtains. Curtains. Wow. Curtains. Doesn't Cyril Gan have like a leg lock finish? Curtains. In, in MMA? <laughs> One. But come on. I could have leg locked that guy. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> But if size wasn't right? a factor, that has to mean something. Of course, if size wasn't a factor, you could leg lock anyone. But it's like the guy he leg locked was kind of like watching his leg. Get, it's just like, come on, bro. Come on. Okay. All right. So you got, do you have official predictions? Also, how long do you think John will be champ? I think John could be champ for a long time if he wants to be. I mean, who else is there that can wrestle with him at the heavyweight division? Curtis, Curtis Blades. Blades. That's the that's the only. But then I think John outstrikes him on the feet, even though Curtis looked very good with his striking until he didn't against Derek Lewis. Curtis has like a good amount of finishes on the feet. On the feet. I was watching his highlights yesterday. Like, there's more in there than you'd think. Wow. Or like against the cage. Does that count as on the feet though? Against the cage, like standing. Yeah. I mean, it counts, but. Like, do you count that as on the feet? I don't really remember Curtis Blades finishing a lot of guys. I know he finished Overeem. It was like, come on, who didn't finish Overeem? At this point of Overeem's career, um, the main fights that stand out to me is the striking exchanges with Derek Lewis, uh, Francis Ngannou. He never got to fight Stipe. He fought Volkov. He gutted that one out. He's a dog. He's got the wrestler's mentality. But again, the striking discrepancy could be the factor there. But I don't know a whole lot of standing finishes that he's gotten. JDS, knees and punches. <clears throat> JDS at the end of his career. Overeem, elbows and guard. Yeah, I think that's really it, bro. Yeah. Is your arm hurt? And then the last guy. Arm hurt for what? For all that reaching. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> Curtis, is, Curtis can wrestle with John, and he's and he. He's not terrible on the feet. Like people, he's think not he, terrible on the feet. He's not. I wouldn't. I would venture to say he's not bad on the feet. He got knocked out by freaking Derek Lewis. That's a. That's not a. 
Derek Lewis connects, you're getting you're going to sleep, bro. You're going to the Neptune. And Francis, the two guys who yeah. who hasn't been knocked out by those guys. Yeah, the two biggest power punchers in the division. But yeah. Okay. All right. Next question is How do you think you'll physically feel when you move up to featherweight? This is from JL Wavy. I'd assume the fact that you won't cut as much weight, your conditioning will be better much better, right? I do feel like my conditioning would be a lot better. Because I feel like sometimes I'm in the lab and my conditioning feels so A1, but it, I feel once I get down to 135, I lose some of that, which is the weirdest thing. to. It's hard to explain to people because I'm like, I know I'm in shape. Yeah, yeah, you got anxiety, you got nerves. But I remember when I wrestled at 141, like even when I had anxiety and nerves, I bumped up from 133 because it was really hard to get down there. So I went up to 141, and I All-American again, and um, I did feel my cardio was better. I felt like I expended more energy because the people were bigger that I was moving around, but I felt like my lungs just held up better, and I didn't feel like I was depleted as I was when I was cutting down to 133. Now I went 141, now I'm back down to 135. You see what I mean? But I was also lifting a lot. It was a different type of build that I had in college. Mm. Um so with that being said, I think my conditioning will be better. How I will do is still something I'm kicking around in my head. I look at Yair Rodriguez. He's a, that's a scary guy, man. So you go tip for tap kicks with that guy. Like you got to be mentally prepared to know like you're either on crutches or your rib cage or your forearms might get broken from checking kicks. And I could dish it back, but I got to mentally prepare that. Hey man, one of us is probably gonna get our our, sh- our shins, and our forearms, and our ribs smashed, and probably kicked in the head, and probably taking a nap. Uh, that's a that's a scary fight stylistically. Like yeah. obviously, if I take him down, that's a different you know. But I can't take him down and hang out in his guard. We've seen that with Jim, uh, Josh Emmett. Then you got Josh Emmett who can knock you out if he just connects one time. He what looked like grazed Yair, and that looked like he almost was going to get the finish in that position. And then you got Volk. We can't forget about Volk. He's still the man, you know? Volk so is the man. There's a lot of tough guys. You got Ilya Taporia. You got Bryce Mitchell. You got Sadiq Youssef. There's a lot of good guys. Arnold Allen, Max Holloway. Those are some big boys that I would have to yeah. now look at from a different perspective and get ready to fight those, that depth of killers. But I feel like... The second you just start, like, lifting weights yeah. and, like, eating in a surplus for, like, a little while, you'll put on muscle pretty quick just because, like, you've, you're, you like, pretty athletic and it's, like, you could have been building muscle this whole time, but you've been trying to maintain a certain body. Yeah. So the second you inject a little bit of, like, bulking into that, I feel like you could get – and you're, like, t- your height is kind of up there with them, you know? Eh, 5'7". You'd be a little short. Like I mean, you're tall if, for this if division. Volk could do it, I I ask myself, how the hell can you not do it? Do what? If Volk could become champ, I go, how can I not become champ at 145? If I did all those other things properly, I feel like I have a very unique skill set that would carry me very far. I even look at Bryce, man. Bryce, what Bryce does to guys, and then I've, the times we've trained, I'm like, this guy's not very big at featherweight, and then he makes these guys look like. They've either never fought or they're lacking hugely in that area of grappling, yeah. of wrestling and BJJ. And he's not even a wrestler. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. 
But his wrestling is just very good for MMA. He's he's a tough dude. He's like a hillbilly Khabib. <laughs> so he makes me feel better. Because you see, like, because you, you know you have a similar skill set. Yes. So it makes me have more confidence in that regard. Okay. So what are the matchups? This is another question. Like, what are the matchups besides the same person? Hulk? It's a different guy. Um, um, it was like something to the tune of who are the other contenders at 145 that you, like, could see yourself facing? Arnold Allen. Okay. Max Holloway. Dang, bro. Calvin Cater, Giga Chikaze, Ilya Teporia. These are all very tough Th- fights. Those are hammers. Very tough fights. Those are hammers, bro. Like, I'm going to do the Conor McGregor route and, you know, <laughs> fit in, get in where I fit in. <laughs> I'm going to take my shortcut. If they give me a shortcut, I'm taking a you shortcut. Think, you think you could go right to the title if you want? I think I go out there and I smash Henry. And I called for a title shot at 45. I guarantee you they couldn't deny me. I would have the most defenses at 140, at 135 in the UFC ever at the weight division. And I think that goes a very long way. Um, and then my resume of the top five people I've beaten just to even get here is just like yeah. second to none. There's no one else in the UFC who's fought more top five contenders than I have at 135. That's... Yeah, that so is factual. Beat everybody fought them and beat them. Let me let me yeah. make sure I specify that because Corey Sanhagen fought myself. He fought Jan. Now he's fighting um, uh, Cheeto, so he's gonna be fighting three guys in the top five. I fought Sanhagen. I fought Pedro. Um, I fought uh, Jan, um, TJ, and there was one more. I know there's one more I'm missing. Jimmy Rivera at the time. Uh, so all these guys, yeah, Jimmy Rivera. So I fought all these guys when they were in the top five. Top five, top five, top five. And you know what I did? I came out there like, do, 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 Is that what you did? I'm calm. I'm calm. The boy. Do you think your BJJ will be diff- the differentiator between you and Henry as it will play the biggest part in the fight? That was from GDSND. Um, I was stalking Henry last night and he's got some mean? good striking stuff that he's doing. And now, at, cause we haven't seen him fight so, so in so long, it's hard to know what I'm preparing for. He's got all the information on me to come back and make a great return. Um, being a high level athlete that he is. But now that I got to see some of this behind the scene footage of him doing his vlogs and stuff like that, you know, we do our vlogs, you know, and we show a lot as well. But when you're so good at something, it doesn't matter if the person knows what you're going to do. Is how are you going to stop it? So seeing how he moves with his feints, his distance management, working with um, Mighty Mouse, he shows a lot of threats and some good skill and some stuff that I got to make sure I'm taking into consideration. But I feel like a lot of this is going to be contested on the feet. The only way that this gets into a grappling sequence is if I force the takedown. Or if I clip him and hurt him and force him to wrestle me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, other than that, I feel like we're gonna be fighting at range, and I like my range better. Uh, he's gonna have to be just far enough where I can't touch him, or just close enough where he can touch me. 
Uh, he's going to be trying to use those leg kicks that he used a lot against Dom. Uh, I just will advise him, just you better hope one of them don't get caught because if I take you down, I mean, we've seen what happened with TJ when he threw that kick that was in like slow motion to me. Not probably wasn't slow when he threw it, but because I drilled it so much, I just saw the reflex of his hip moving as he was throwing the kick and caught it, and I just went into automatic what we drilled, you know? Yeah, so I think if yeah. something like this happens, uh, I could see him tripping up and me sliding into Mount like I did against Piotrian, and yeah. that could be a bad night for Mr. Sadudu. Now, what do you have to say about sometimes it's hard to grapple with a guy that's a fair amount smaller than you, you know what I mean? Agreed. Like, it's it's they're a little more <laughs> compact. It's hard to, like maybe hold them down, especially with the wrestling background. So do you think that could play a factor? Um, or are you just the guy? <laughs> are you just the guy? But uh, I don't mm, – it, it's, it's tough, man. I, I feel like anybody can be beat, you know? And it just depends, especially in this division – so it, it kind of just depends on the matchup, and it, it depends on who does their homework better. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm the best guy. Like, currently, obviously, I am now. But I know I can be beat. I've been beaten before. And that's what keeps me humble to know that I got to make sure I'm doing the proper work and leaving no stones unturned because that's what's going to ultimately decide these matchups and um, the fights on the night. Yep. Um, Letta. Asked, what's a pre-workout, a pre-walkout ritual that you do? <clears throat> Let a, one of the, my pre-walkout rituals, like before I actually walk out, you know, uh, in the back room, I'm stretching. Uh, I guess during the daytime, like if I go through my entire day, I wake up, I stretch a little bit, you know, obviously brush my teeth, wash my ass. Um, Thank you. That's very important. Thank you for that. Wash my cheeks. Um, I do my morning shakeout, then I'll eat, or I'll eat and then do the morning shakeout. Just depends on what time I'm waking up or what time I'm actually competing. Uh, I, I go through a period of watching motivational videos throughout the entire morning, just reinforcing everything. Sometimes I'll take a look at some of the sparring to remind myself of some of the tricky things that I've pulled off. And it, it just gives me a subtle reminder that Hey man, you are prepared for this. You've done the work. Now it's just up to you to go out there and show it to the world. So that's like my morning thing that I do beforehand. I just want to make sure I'm in the mind state of making peace that we are getting into a fist fight, an agreed upon fist fight. And whatever happens, I'm okay with the outcome. Um, if I go out there and do what I've been doing for the past few weeks, it should be a good night. And if it's not, it just wasn't my time, you know? Uh, I know, I guess the Muslims kind of have like that saying was like, inshallah, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And that's kind of how I live my life without being an actual full on Muslim. I do believe in that. If you prepare the right way and if it's your time, it's your time. Sometimes it's not your night. Sometimes it is. So I do all those things to get myself mentally prepared because that is the most important. Like you can be as talented as you want, but if you're not mentally there, not mentally dialed in um, or you're not feeling good, uh, you got to make sure that you can figure out a way to fight through that or adjust. And I think that's the most important before you make that walk. Cause once you make the walk, there is no going back. 
there is no, hey, hold up, I need a couple more minutes. You're you're out there and you're under the bright lights. So um, that's what I do. I always try to get myself to that zone. Sometimes I even go to the bathroom and I'll just look myself in the eyes and uh, remind myself who I am, what I've done. Because sometimes you forget. Sometimes you make your opponent so big in your head that you forget that they're human just like you and you forget about the things that you prepared for and you almost feel like you're stuck. But then you got to remind yourself that, no, 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 no. This is, you're, you've you've done the work to prepare for this. You've seen this a million times. Now is the time to go out there and show what you've done to prepare for what you've seen so many times in the gym. Um, so that's that's my morning ritual, and I, it helps ground me and, and keeps me uh, ready and dialed in to go, to, to scrap. Because at the end of the day, the skill guy doesn't, the more skilled guy doesn't always win. Sometimes it's the tougher. Sometimes it's the person with the bigger heart. And uh, the determination, the will to win. And that's what you got to have. And I have to make peace that, hey, no matter what, you will find a way to win. Yeah. And I think that's what makes me or that's what sets me apart from other people. Like, even if I'm down, it's all right. I know I lost these two rounds, but there's still five minutes on the clock. What do I have to do to get the job done and go home to get my hand raised tonight? Uh. Jeet DSND said, who's a better matchup for Hamza in your opinion, Shavchat or Bo Nickel? Oof. A better matchup? And I'm guessing he means in the sense of winning. Who's more likely to beat Hamza, do you think? But he said a better matchup. So I don't feel like it means for him to lose. Because otherwise he would kind of matchups against Hamza better. That's how I took it. But you see, yeah, there's yeah. no way to really know what he actually means. Okay. Well, well he's one. saying who's the better matchup for him. Okay. So it sounds like he's on the side of Hamza. Okay. I would pr- probably, I don't know how good Shavkat's wrestling is. I really have no idea. But if it's not as good as, I know Bo Nickel's really damn good on the ground. Like, and he's efficient with his grappling and he's efficient with his conditioning. That's what scares me about Hamza. I don't know if his cardio is as good, especially with the whole COVID thing. That's a scary thing to wonder if he gets into the later rounds with someone who can actually grapple. What does that actually look like? Not just striking like he did with Gobo Burns. That's different. That's a different type of conditioning. When you start grappling and you get into the deep waters, yeah, good luck. You know What he did to Kevin Holland makes me wonder if Holland was able to survive that onslaught, how does Hamzat rebound in the next, in the next round in terms of his conditioning? Will he be able to turn it over to lactic acid and be able to compete and get back out there and push the pace again like that? Or will he be shot? His arms are going to be smoked. His legs are going to be smoked. A little bit fatigued. His arms are heavy. Now it's not by his face. So those are little things. So with that being said, me not knowing much about Shafkat's grappling makes me think that that would be a better matchup for Hamzad if they fought. Because I know Bo Nickel, obviously the striking could be the difference. But let's not pretend... Let's yeah. Let's not pretend that Hamza is Israel Adesanya. Let's not pretend he is Alex Pereira. He's not those guys, but he can strike and he's willing to take one to give one. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, if he fights Bo Nickel, I think if I think Bo Nickel's wrestling is better. I mean, he kind of had a hard time with Jack Hermanson, even though he went up a weight. But he wants to go eighty five now as well. He was talking about so you kind of have to consider it the same weight class. Like he can he should be able to go with both those guys, mm-hmm. and. I know Bo Nickel and Jack Hermanson would not be close. 
Bo Nickel would be, would win. I think so, hundred percent. Interesting. Wow. Okay. In in a in a grappling sequence. So you. But think, in a fight, fights are different because right. again, right, we're talking about striking mixed in. So I think it, I think the tougher matchup today, based on what I know, I think Bo Nickel is a tougher matchup for um, Hamza. Because Hamza would need to get him out of there in the first round because the later that goes with the wrestling grind, I lean towards Bo Nickel. And that's my honest opinion. Just based on like what, how you've seen their cardio? Yes, the cardio and um, just based on what we've seen and what we know. With the COVID thing, his lungs. We like There's still so many things we don't know. And because he blitzed through Kevin Holland, we, we still think like he's the man, which he is. Mm -hmm. But we don't know where his ceiling actually is or how far he can actually go. Like, the sky's the limit for anybody. But when we just look at those variables, it makes me a little bit hesitant on saying that he easily beats those guys. Right. Okay. Especially with how hard his weight cut is, too. Yeah. Um, and Bo Nichols at 85. He's not at 70. Right. So he's fighting a bigger guy. Yeah. Who can wrestle. Four time, I think three or four-time <laughs> national champ. You know, we're talking high-level stuff. Penn State. Yeah. Shit. Like, he's the elite. And he's American wrestling, not the international, where they take you down, they let you go, or they try to turn you. We take you down, then we try to turn, we try to get wrist rides, we get back control, we throw hooks in. Bo Nickel is the equivalent of, in terms of his style of wrestling, is what I say my style of wrestling is mm -hmm. for 135 in comparison to Henry Cejudo. Like, if Cejudo was Hamza and... Hamza was Sayudo, both Olympic style, because that's the international style of wrestling versus the folk style way of wrestling, which is we wrestle on the mat. We have good control from bottom, being able to escape, and we have great control from top, being able to keep people down, not being able to lock our hands. And the fact that we can do that so well is why I think we're better at wrestling than the international guys. Interesting. Because now that we can lock our hands, it's a whole game changer. And they, teach, they train you the top and bottom game, which is great for... Yes. Jiu-jitsu, once yep. you start learning jiu-jitsu. Exactly. Um, guys, don't hate the players, man. I'm just giving you guys the information. Take with it what you want to do with that information. Jameer James 10 said, once you move to 145, who should fight for the belt at 135? That's a hard question to answer. I think once we get some clarity on my fight, Marab's fight, O'Malley and O'Malley oh, doesn't have a fight. <laughs> O'Malley must be nice. Are he's sitting there praying you fucking. Sorry, he's sitting there praying that you just don't. He doesn't have to fight you. You just have to just bleep it out. Yeah, I'll you. bleep it out. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's sitting there praying that he does not have to fight you for some god reason. He just wants there to be a vacant title where he like you beat so Henry and vacate. Then he can fight Cheeto for the belt and get pay per view. <laughs> Like, and, let's then, and then Marab's just not in the picture. That's what he wants. Yeah. I anyway. think he likes his chances of knocking out Henry versus me. Because um, it's just a different style, man. But, um, yeah, we got to see how those fights play out. Oh, With the way everything is looking right now, you would swear that O'Malley was the champion already. And you would think that he was the final boss. And he was the main character. <laughs> he kind of is the final boss in a way. No, he's not. Like the way it's set up, the where way you, he set it up, you're it is fighting like that. to fight him, even though yeah, even though he, he, <laughs> even though you're the champ. <laughs> it's crazy. Somehow I'm the one that's ducking, and it's like you got to make it make sense, man. It's crazy. 
Um, but you yeah, and so, Henry are literally competing for the Sean O'Malley fight. Yeah, we're both competing for the golden ticket. <laughs> yeah, literally. You're feeding you're, you. Whoever wins gets pay per view uh, and gets to fight Sean O'Malley. I'm just happy and we probably we, win. We got a new contract on the table. Oh. So I'm gonna show you guys my new contract dance. Don't little, ever do this in public. A little rich guy. Yo, this guy starts to get money. He starts doing these weird ass dances. Uh, like this. Hey. Bring it back. Bring it back. We got a new contract. It's not signed yet, the contract. But we got a new contract on Two the table. Two million per fight. Is that I what? I wish. <laughs> so I'll try to fight every other month if I could. But okay, um, what, what is it, really? 100K per fight? <laughs> Come on. Uh, know it's, your a great, it's a good contract. Know your worth, Thank bro. you, Hunter. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, UFC. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's like the final boss by default, and we're pretty much competing to see who gets the golden ticket to fight the the um, the UFC's chicken. Give give me your chi America. Give me your chicken. Ten million. I I don't have any other comparison. I'm out. Um, but yeah, I look forward to that. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. So you got Cheeto, Sanhagen. And then I would imagine whoever wins that is probably fighting Jan or Marab. Or should I just say whoever wins that is fighting Marab. Because um, it seems like that's the way that they're doing it. Because they kind of have both fights lined up. Whoever wins this fight is fighting Sean. That's like the consensus. And then whoever wins between that bracket is going to be the next person on deck. So... That's the way it's kind of looking like for me. It's weird because Mirab just has to keep killing contenders until you vacate, basically. Well, they, they weren't going to give him the title shot. They were going to give Aldo the title shot had he won. Yeah, that's true. So that's what he's in a weird spot because they weren't trying. They weren't trying to give him the shot. Even if I wasn't here at this point, like say this title was vacant right now and it was Henry and Cheetah, Henry and Sean. They still weren't going to give him the shot. He was still going to have to fight somebody else, which he is. Now he's fighting Jan. And then you got Sanhagen versus Cheeto. But whoever comes out of those brackets is now the next guy to fight each other and then become the next guy. Or whoever just has the more impressive, like say I'm not in the um, equation, whoever has the best performance out of those two fight matchups is going to be the next guy on deck. Interesting. Because that's the that's what the UFC does. It's so stacked right now. Yeah. Just those three fights alone. You Henry, Sanhagen, Cheeto, O'Malley, or uh, Jan and and Mirab. And what sucks about it is these are all title fights. These yeah, these could all be Sanhagen Cheeto, that's a title fight. Cheeto versus Mirab, that's a title fight. Um Piotr Jan versus Mirab, that's a title fight. Um, Henry versus myself, obviously a title fight. Then you got um, O'Malley versus Henry. That's a title fight. O'Malley versus me. That's a title. These are all title fights in one shape or form or the other. And we're all going to have to fight. And not everyone's getting the opportunity to make that pay-per-view money, which is the, the only part for me that's annoying. I just wish everyone kind of got a huge bump up because when we look at the landscape, it's just like, yo, come on. This is a killer's row that we're yeah. talking about that you got to try to fight through yeah to get the ticket it's is like, like what are your odds of getting through that unscathed and being healthy enough to 
You know, it's, it's like, damn, there's a lot riding on these fights for all these guys. And yeah. that's why I think this is the best division in the UFC. And guys, I know I said that the UFC bandweight division has nothing for me. That's not what I meant, like there's no competition. There is a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, there's always going to be contender after contender. And it's like, how many more people do I have to beat before it's okay for people to now say, you know what, you earned your chance to go up to a higher weight class now and challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. That's more so what I was getting at. Not that there's nobody for me to fight. Like you've there's already the done what you need to do in Bantamweight. Exactly. Yeah. But they're still like, oh, there's so many contenders. I'm like, yeah, I know there's contenders. There's always going to be top guys that everyone thinks is the next best guy. That's why this is the best division. Because anyone could be a champ on any given day. That's how competitive it is. Yeah. But it's like, do you want me to keep fighting until I lose? <laughs> is that what we're waiting for? It's like, no, no, this guy's going to get him. I swear it's going to be this guy. They want they want you to fight Umar. They want me to fight Umar for sure. They definitely want Umar's got to earn his stripes. Let him earn his stripes and we can gladly touch him up, man. I have no qualms about that. Guys, guys I'm very confident in my skills and my abilities. And I don't say that in a cocky way. I don't say it in an arrogant way. Um, I watch these guys in terms of their fights. I know what they're good at. I know what I'm good at. I know what I have to do. And I know where I need to stay dialed in and how I could get the job done. And uh, with that being said, I finish them in one. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Maybe right. not one. But you guys get the joke I'm playing. I'm kind of making a joke here. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think I beat them. Okay. Last question. What was it like training with Cody yesterday? Oh, that was fun. Trading with Cody Garbrandt. Who would have thought Cody Garbrandt and Aljamain Sterling friends or cordial whichever one you want to call it um and then training together yeah, wow I'm, i was a little shocked to see that wow I'm not gonna lie. if you go back to 2016 when i lost to brian caraway and where he beat tom Sameda, i was the headline prelims for the ufc fight pass when that was a thing um to be a headliner you got a lot of promotional push even though i was still kind of weird he was the main event against tom Sameda. he knocks him out i lose a split decision and then we just had this beef going back and forth on the internet. And <laughs> like what were you saying? He he just he was just very like demeaning and uh clowning of my skill set and my ability to ever become a world champ and <laughs> making fun of how I lost and saying that Brian Caraway broke me, even though he didn't he didn't break me. I lost I lost in a fight that I, now when I watch it back, I'm like, yo, I arguably won that fight or it's arguably a draw. Like, yeah, I should have easily gotten a 10-8 in that first round, what I did to that guy. That wasn't even, what I did was abuse in that first round. <laughs> and what he did to me was like, I think he might have punched me maybe a total of five times and I've outstruck him and he took me down for a total of like a minute and a half in both rounds and he won the fight that way. And I was like, I went back, it was like way worse in my head than when I went back and watched, I was like, Oh, this is actually way closer than I thought. So back then, wrestling was scored a lot heavier. With the new way that they score fights, I win that fight, you know? Yeah. Or it's a draw, which I'm okay with too. I, I don't think, I don't feel like I won. Let me not say that. But he was just saying he broke me. I'm like, well, if he broke me, he would have finished me or he, I, or I would have just been laying there like a dead fish. I don't, broken, broke somebody's like what Marab did to Marlon Marais. Take him down multiple times to the point where he just lay there and just decided to get punched out. That's broken, you know, and not to pick on Marlon because um, he laid me out. But mm -hmm. 
um, that's my definition of breaking someone, making them to the point where they're exhausted and they don't want to even fight back. There's no resistance. I was, I just legit just couldn't even do anything, but it was to the point where it was, it was just com- competitive back and forth and not a lot happened in that yeah. fight. Um, but okay. yeah, we had a lot for, a lot of tit for tat. So us training, he's actually a good training partner. He was respectful and I forgot that he was fighting March 4th. So he was a little light and, um, you know, he was, he was cool to work with. It was a cool experience, but I, I just remember, I just saw that and I was like, he was the only one in the room that actually had like wrestling credentials around my weight. So I was kind of like, you want to work? He was like, yeah, yeah, we'll work. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you want to work? <laughs> That's how it was. <laughs> you it was like, cool. look at everyone and you're like, all right, Cody. There, there might be some more Cody Garbrand and Aljamain Stone working together in the future. Um, Gotta vlog that. Yeah, I, I think it'd be good TV. And uh, like I said, he's a good training partner. He was cool, respectful. Um, I'm pretty sure if he had an opportunity to fight me, I have to disclose this. That I'm pretty sure he'll take the opportunity to still fight me. Like obviously, who wouldn't take the opportunity to fight for a world title? Yeah. Um, of course. But uh, I'm saying if he worked his way back up, uh, you know. But that's the fight game. Like we're in the UFC PI. We're training with a bunch of killers at 135 between the jo- the Bashrod brothers, him, uh, Cody Stamen, Marab. Um, Vince Damn, Morales. What? There's so many good guys. Many guys were in there, yeah, Saeed or Magomedov. No, no, these guys weren't all grappling oh, yesterday. I was like, holy crap, dude. But these are like people the we're training division. with and cross-training with. Yeah. Rob sparred Saeed or Magomedov a couple yeah. of times now at this point. Grapple with him. We Rafael just, Sunsau. We just vlogged that, him sparring Saeed and put it on the Weekly Scraps channel. So what was that, yesterday? I posted that yesterday. Oh, that was Tuesday? This past Tuesday? Mm, no, I, I filmed it like last week, but I posted oh, it yesterday. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah, so... But that's what I'm saying. It's like, so we're going to eventually have to cross pollinate and eventually guys are going to have to fight each other even though we're like, cool. Or have no beef or whatever. That's why it gets weird because it's like, the UFC PI is like being in high school all over again. It's like the cafeteria. Hmm. Everyone sits and go gets lunch and then you see like your op over there casually eating his his salad your or- op. What is or this? Or pizza. This is the gang, like the street. Yeah, this is the way I look at it, man. Like, op? people don't understand. I think so differently about fighting. It's like, no, we're not just, yo, we are, we are trying to hurt each other, man. It's not a competition in the sense of we're playing basketball or pickle, pickleball or tennis or ping pong. It's not that. We are legitimately trying to hurt each other. So when I think about it, yeah, this is the op. This is the guy who's trying to hurt me in a couple of weeks, a couple of days, whatever, in a couple of hours. Fair. So you have to be in that mindset. People could think I'm crazy. Oh, you're overreact. Shut the hell up, bro. When you get in there and then you feel with the pressure of all that, we can shake hands and do all that stuff later. Okay, cool. But until then, God, you are the op, and this is the way I'm looking at you so that I can mentally prepare myself to do what I need to do to whoop that ass. So Cody's your op. Cool. Cody. No, why would he be my op? I'm not fighting him. I don't know. I'm just trying to stir, <laughs> stir the pot. No, I'm just trying to get a good clip. Um, I think we're good. It's 48 minutes. Yeah. All right. So I hope you guys enjoy this. We're gonna do some more of this. Obviously, we would like to talk about the fights. There's not, it's not a lot of meat on the bones. Be respectful. So, you know. So I am looking forward to Tatiana's return. Tatiana Suarez. True. That's gonna be a good one. Um, a couple of other guys on the card. Jordan Levitt. Uh, cool dude. Oh, he's okay. Good. Odie Osborne. He's fighting a guy. He's fighting. He's fighting Energy, Charles Johnson. 
And I just met Charles Johnson before his last fight, and I started to like the guy. I was like, damn, now you're fighting my, one of my friends here, Odie Osborne. I'm like, damn, I don't, I can't catch a break here, man. <laughs> you be at the PI, everyone's friendly, and then they fighting your friends, and it's like, damn. <laughs> you really look at it like it's like war. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, you fighting like my friend. Like, this is my like, ally, and you're enemies with my ally. Yeah. But I like you, but I can't side with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever gets your hands raised, I guess, but. All right. Uh, guys, don't forget to like, subscribe. Thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out Boost Mobile again. Unlimited talking text. See you guys later. Peace.